0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the how can it be this cold and this sunny voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. Time now for us to ring the dinner bell as we begin the food show. Two hours of airy conversation about eating, drinking, and general enjoyment at the table All of it comes to you from 105.3 FM HD2, under the powerful radio energy effect of WWL, New Orleans' first radio station. I invite you to be our first conversationalist today and remind you that you don't need to have a question or a comment or anything else if you want to join us on the air. If you've got a minute. Uh, You don't need to uh, to sit down and make a a list of the things you want to cover with me uh, or uh, a comment or a question, any of that stuff. You don't have to do any of that. The way you carry on is uh, the same way you would if you were to run into a friend of yours at the grocery store or at the hardware shop or whoever. And uh, you you would never make up uh, what you're going to say to see somebody like that. You just dive right into the conversation, right? Sure, of course you do. Well, I'm I'm begging you. Uh, I'm I'm just going to go straight to begging today. Uh, I begging you to join us over here at our uh, little radio stazione and uh, tell us about anything on your mind at all, or just call us with nothing on your mind, and we will fill in the gap for you. And you will find it entertaining. I think you'll find it funny. And uh, also uh, lots of information about dining out in the restaurants of our city, maybe some that you don't know about yet. Maybe you know a few that I don't know. So I, that's what I'm hoping happens, is that you'll tell me something that I'm looking for and uh, vice versa. The number over here zero six three six eight. We have another number, too. It works just as well. As a matter of fact, it even goes to the same phone. It's... 260 menu you know like what that thing they give you in restaurants a menu 2606368 or 260 m e n u and we'd love to hear from you about uh, anything you've got on your mind or not how was how was Mardi Gras uh, it was uh, you didn't ask but I well you're not there to ask me you have to call the the show first yeah, call us right now yeah there you go uh, anyway, well, I've been broadcasting from Gallier Hall with some of the other members of the WWL gang, and it's always fun. I really enjoy that some years more than others. Uh, believe it or not, there was a few years ago, and I remember doing it that week, too, uh, that month, that year, uh, that uh, was even colder and more miserable. than <laughs> this. This one really was cold. And uh, standing there right on Gallier Hall, it's funny, it looked like it was going to warm up and everything was going to be great and easy, uh, but uh, it, it kept shifting back and forth. And, I mean, high-velocity winds, really cold, and uh, the band director up front, who's sitting in the, uh, uh, in the grandstands, that's where we are, too, uh, it was uh, incredibly loud. And at uh, it, it, some moments, hard to take. However, all that said, it's the, one of the best Mardi Gras I've ever seen, ever. The bands were incredible. Uh, Zulu went on endlessly. It something like 47 uh, floats. I mean, <laughs> just incredible. And uh, I always have a great time with Angela Hill and, uh, and our buddy over there at uh, Newell. Newell. <laughs> Did I get it right? newell norman uh he 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 joined our gang this this uh, year for the first time so good to have him aboard uh and uh we we had a great a great time really did so uh so that's how my my mardi gras uh went i hope yours is as good hey look uh, look, uh, scott is over here on the on the green phone scott welcome to our show Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm doing A couple of,
2: I guess about two or three weeks ago, you were talking about your Sacy ham. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they do have an excellent ham. Uh, the ham that that I like, and I was wondering what they do different in the process because obviously it's something different. Is a Cure eighty one ham? Mm-hmm. What, what is it that 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 makes that appealing to me? What do they do? That the they, last that the different?
1: last time I saw that, it was it came in a can. Is it still that one? No, right? no, no? no, 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 no. Okay. For uh,
2: years, it's in the beef department,
1: Hormel eighty. Oh, uh, okay. Cure 81, oh, so uh, so they 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 slice it up for you and they charge you by the uh, by the. By the temp, by the pound. Actually,
2: it's no? uh, it's prepackaged about a, a pound worth of ham. You know, oh, it's all and, sliced uh, up already. You no, know, it's not.
1: You know. Oh, okay. Uh, well, right there, you introduce um, for, in my experience, and I can't say I've, I've, if I've had that ham. It's not one that I've uh, I was conscious of having. I'm sure I I have been at some time because. Uh, it's, it's one of the main uh, uh, hams and deli meats just in general uh, in the whole country, and it's, uh, it's all over the place. Uh, but what I like about uh, Chisace ham is the way they cure it, and uh, the way it is usually done is that it's injected with brine solution with the, these needles that just start spurting it off inside the, the, uh, the ham. They also do that at Cheseisi, but they do it in a different way. They find the old uh, circulatory system of the pig that this came from, and they insert the the uh, the brine that's going in there uh, right into those arteries and and uh, that's how they get it in there, and they say this is so natural that it does the job much more thoroughly, in a much more subtle way. I can tell you, of all the hams I've had there, whenever I'm uh, somebody puts a ham in front of me that I I don't know, and I take a bite of it, I always say to myself, this ain't a Chasséci ham. And uh, so I don't know. It's uh, that, uh, my guess is I don't know anybody else who does that business with the uh, uh, with the arteries. Uh, yeah. although there's a uh, good chance that somebody else might. But that's uh, that would be yeah. uh, maybe one of these days we'll do a, a, a tasting, a blind Alrighty. tasting.
2: Yeah. A blind yeah. tasting.
1: Okay, doke. Yeah. All righty. Thank you, then. But thanks for calling. Okay. Bye See ya. It's the Food Show. Our number is 260 Today is the first day of Lent. If you're a follower or not, uh, if you have no religious connection with uh, Ash Wednesday, I I guess that's okay. Um, But what it presents is this idea of not eating uh, steaks and and pork chops and all of that for the next 40 days or thereabouts. And uh, I think that's a a pretty good idea, even if you remove the... uh, the religious aspect of it, uh, you know, back away from things like steaks and and especially the fatty parts of it. My wife and I had a conversation about that yesterday. Uh, We were over at the Crescent City Steakhouse. As we always do, every every Mardi Gras, after I finish up with the broadcast at Gallier Hall, I head over to the Crescent City Steakhouse. This is something I've been doing, uh, no joke, for 40 years. And at the beginning, I was the only one there. That is no longer true. It's a packed house. It was just jammed to the rafters yesterday. They they were really doing a huge business. And I had a, uh, let's see, I had a a T-bone steak, which is not one that I often order over there, but that's what my wife said she wanted, so that's what we got. Of course it is. Uh, That's the way it should be. But anyway, we had a, a nice time over there. Uh, we were in a booth for the first time. They have these—they only have four of them, I think. But there are these private booths that you can get over at the Crescent City Steakhouse. It's on Broad Street, in case you're wondering. Broad Street at the corner of uh, St. Philip Street. Uh, so it's kind of mid-city. And uh, so we, uh, we do this, uh, this dinner every year, mostly with listeners, mostly with listeners who have been to one of our Eat Club dinners before. And we uh, have always had a lot of fun with it. We get these big tables full of our people. And the leading one of them we have decided to name uh, for the, the entire uh, undertaking. Uh, Clark, uh, the, uh, the gourmet truck driver, who for years and years called us up on the air to talk about all kinds of food. He was really into it. He really was a truck, a truck driver. No kidding about that. And uh, anyway, he, he passed away during the last year, and uh, he always used to show up on Mardi Gras, and he would usually—I'm trying to remember a time when he didn't do this, but he, he would pick up the check for everybody who happened to be sitting at that table, usually six people. Most of them he didn't know, and he just—he arranged it before— Anybody could get a chance to, to whip out their own credit cards. He had already had it taken care of. Uh, he, he, uh, just a great guy anyway. Uh, that's what we call our, our dinner on Mardi Gras every year, the uh, Clark Martyr, uh, That really was his name. Uh, Clark Martyr's uh, gourmet truck driver uh, uh, memorial dinner. And uh, we did it again, and it was very good. And a lot of fun people, there were a couple of buddies of mine going from back from a long long way who were uh who were giving my wife a hard time, but uh <laughs> I could, I'm just gonna stand back from that. Uh, anyway, I hope you did something uh, interesting other than going to the parade or something I, I just before we get off of Mardi Gras because that's you know well, let me just do it and get it over with. uh I remember a few years ago uh, as I left the Mardi Gras arena after doing this program, I uh, thought to myself, poor old Mardi Gras. Nobody seems to be worked up about it this year. This year, it was totally different. I, it's been a long time and maybe it, an infinity of time because I don't remember having had uh, a a Mardi Gras as much fun and as unbelievably mounted as as we saw this time around uh, first of all the number of of, uh, uh, of floats in Zulu for example was tremendous I mean and the bands they had were the best you can imagine they were uh, when I first got there I had to wait and watch because uh, I was trying to get across the street but I that put me right there on the on the front of the uh, of the lineup as the, all of these musicians from uh, LSU were there and it went on and on and if there was a missed note or if there was one little stroke of rhythm that it wasn't quite where it was supposed to be, I did not see it or hear it. So uh, it was and everything else uh, uh, the whole day was just like that. It was a fantastic day for Mardi Gras. So good old Mardi Gras, it's back again and uh, coming on strong. Heard the uh, not a rumor anymore, they came right out and said it. Uh, uh, the uh, company that has done the parade floats for uh, Rex for many years uh, they uh, have parted uh, with, uh, with Rex. That's I wonder what that's all about. Our number is 260 6368. So uh, now that we've uh, brought ourselves back to the present day and we're looking at Lent. I thought uh, we would do something that I have done in my newsletter every year, although I forgot to do it today. I, I didn't have time was really the, the uh, story. Uh, but uh, we have always done a 33 uh, restaurant list, oh, excuse me, 33 uh, species of seafood uh, and make a list of these. It's 33 because if, you, uh, if you, you take out all the Sundays and there are certain days also uh, during the next couple of months that uh, don't count as part of Lent. So uh, that's, that's why that. But, uh, so I, I make a list of 33 seafoods that I think are the best. Uh, I'm not going to give it to you because, as I say, I, I, I've got it, but I didn't bring it. And I, we, we've got plenty of time to get through this. We'll do one a day is one fun way to do it. Uh, and so my, my question of you is this. What's your favorite seafood? Uh, just think about it. Uh, or you probably won't have to think about it. What's the first thing that you think about when you think about seafood? I can tell you that's, that's a real easy one for me. Oysters, but right off the bat oysters are it. But uh, there are so many other things, like, for example, I would, if we, if we made this intricate, like, for example, you have catfish. You have catfish that is brought in from Southeast Asia, from uh, Vietnam and thereabouts. You have f- catfish that is farm-raised. You have uh, catfish that is wild-caught Those are the three main uh, sources of catfish these days. Uh, You can probably guess before I even say this that it's the wild-caught local catfish that's the best one. And uh, if you want to test that, go to any of the restaurants that really get into catfish. Uh, That would include Middendorf's, very prominently Middendorf. Oh, by the way, did you know they're opening up a second location in Slidell? It's uh, not news to me, but I knew it was coming, and I just got something in the mail from them, uh, talking about uh, generally the schedule that they're do- working on, and they are talking about it being ready to go in June of this year, and they say, well, as a matter of fact, they had photographs of it on the on the uh, email that they sent me about it, and the uh, the restaurant that they are building is going to look a lot like the Middendorf's uh, out there on Manchac. Uh, so uh, this is going to be not just some little spinoff. It is going to be a major restaurant with a valet, excuse me, a, uh, a view of all of, the, uh, all of Lake Pontchartrain, that part of it anyway. Hello there. Welcome back. It is the Food Show, and here we are. You know, it's unique in America. There's only one program like this. I put out a challenge to everybody in the radio business saying, if you know of another program like ours, all we do is talk about food and restaurants and cooking and eating and recipes and all of that. We do that every single day for several hours a day. And we also do it again on weekends. So we're kind of really involved in it, but I've never seen it in any other place I've ever traveled. Uh, So it's unique to New Orleans. We are... Uh, have been here uh, for quite a while, This 30 years of doing this program, and we'd love to hear from you. It would be so great to have you in the program. It doesn't require a whole lot of thought. You don't have to give it any thought at all. Just call us, 260-6368, and we'll be talking about something within seconds, and it, it'll likely be something you didn't know about and something I didn't know about, and we would swap uh, that kind of thing. Or you might wonder about something or or really anything at all. I I don't want to put any limitations on it whatsoever. Call us, and that completes your part, Uh, and we'll take it over from there. Uh, I I might ask you, uh, did you eat anything at any of the uh, Mardi Gras festivals over the week? Just for example. And if you ask me that, which is perfectly fine, I would tell you, no, I didn't eat any of it. And here's why. It's terrible. (laughs) And I never got around to talking about that this season. I I love Mardi Gras, but I hate Mardi Gras food. There is almost none of it that is New Orleans-style food. Most of it is the same kind of stuff you'd find if you went to a state fair in uh, uh, Iowa or a place like that. You would never know where you were. In New Orleans— we do the food right and you you can't help but notice it so that's why uh, I'm, I'm, I always make uh, that statement on some point during the uh, during the Mardi Gras season why can't we get you know, like boudin on the street I know there are a few places out there that do it but not very many uh, Italian sausage or uh, or even even more so uh, Polish sausage that's everywhere but to ask for boudin or hot sausage or anything Forget it. Why is that? 260-6368. Uh, really, no kidding. Uh, just don't give it another thought. Call us right now, 260 If you have something to talk about, go ahead and do it. If you don't have anything to talk about, you and I will talk. And it'll be funny. It'll be interesting and entertaining. Uh, nothing about it will uh, make you sorry you did it. It's just a lot of fun that we have with this every day. 260-6368. 260-MENU. You see, the, the idea behind this is that if nobody calls the show, then nobody calls the show. And then nobody there is no show after that. But if one person calls us up, uh, uh, suddenly we'll have a second person. And then soon enough we'll have... Th- Four people waiting online, and by the end of the program, we've had uh, fifteen, twenty people run through here, and that's what we are here to do. Uh, so
3: while we are waiting for those calls waiting, to come in, <clears throat> yeah. we can celebrate something besides Ash Wednesday. Oh, what! When all of our sins are right it's, out there in front of everybody, right? Yeah,
1: well, I, I didn't. I must have gotten uh, uh, screwed out of this because I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't get anything like what you're referring.
3: To. You didn't get your mm-hmm. Ash Wednesday gift? What's wrong with you?
1: Oh, I I guess, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I was in the wrong place at the wrong time.
3: Well, I was reading your mm-hmm. your newsletter, and of course, it mentioned that today is National Frozen Food Day.
1: Imagine
3: that. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, just this year, of course, you know, until it cycles around yeah, exactly.
3: again. Yeah, yeah. 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 uh-huh. And uh, there's a guy who is responsible for that, Mr. Birdseye.
1: Isn't that great? I mean, yes. he, if you if, if you said uh, who invented uh, f- frozen food as we know it, and the and the real answer is Mr. Uh, what is it again? Uh, Birdseye. Birdseye. Yeah, mm-hmm. you whose name is on just about all of it. His name is Clarence or something. Clarence Birdseye. That's mm-hmm. right. Anyway, uh, he was the guy who who uh, who, who uh, observed the way that they were in. Uh, keeping uh, a product, or, or fresh products anyway, uh, up in the really, you know, the, where, where the Eskimo country, really. And he, he watched how they did it, and, and it involved taking advantage of the extremely low temperatures around there. He says, you have to make it go fast. And then you, then you ha- are a success at frozen food. If you let it go slowly, if uh, then it doesn't come out so good. Here is Bob. Bob, welcome to the Food Show. Thank you very much for calling.
2: Hey, Tom. Hi. Uh, happy Ash Wednesday. It's a beautiful day over in Yeah. Nashville.
1: Well, you're not supposed to be happy, but uh, okay, I get your, your drift. Uh, <laughs> sure, go right ahead. <laughs>
2: um, I thought about calling you. Uh, we finally made it to Martino's in Covington uh, last week, Friday, uh-huh. I think it was. Did you get and, the roast beef? No, we got oh. the uh, we split a muffalata. Yeah. and um, and then we also split. Um, I think it was a it was a shrimp pasta dish mm. like an Alfredo sauce. Uh, but,
1: I I don't know what the name of it is, but they their menu is full of that kind of thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but anyhow, I, I just wanted to talk about the muffalata. Um, yeah. My benchmark for those, for a lot the yeah. Napoleon House. I've always thought they had the best.
1: Terrific, yeah, always.
2: And um, I didn't think De Martinez; it wasn't bad, we enjoyed it, but it it wasn't quite up to the standard mm. of uh, Napoleon House in, in my opinion.
1: Uh, was the bread the problem?
2: Um, a little bit. It was I like it crusty on the outside but mm-hmm. tender on the inside or moist on the inside, yeah. but this seemed like it was a little excessively crusty on the mm.
1: part. Uh, yeah, they they uh, have more or less come up with their own bread, and it is totally different from any other one that I know of. And uh, I think it's really good. I do have a complaint about uh, about the place, and that is they don't they, they slice the the meats and the cheeses much too thickly. And uh, deli meats in general, you want them as thin as you can get them. You have much greater uh, much better. A uh, flavor release if you do that. That's
2: a good point. Yeah. I didn't really notice that, but uh, but yeah, I understand what you're well, saying. Well, maybe that's another part of why Napoleon House is a good. Oh uh, yeah, saying, I don't
1: know. yeah. And also, the Napoleon House always had a hookup with one of the major makers of the bread. The bread is really hard to to find sometimes for for those guys. Oh, wow. Anyway, not for you and me. Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, n- the next time you go. Uh, Get their roast beef poor boy. I know it doesn't seem to fit in anything else, which is mostly Italian food and then the muffalettas and a few other things too. But their roast beef poor boy is great, really great. i would put it in the top five. I have to make it a point. Yeah.
2: Well, I called you a couple of weeks uh-huh. ago and we talked about muffalettas, and I said I was going to Sicily and getting ready for it and you asked oh. me to ask about it. I haven't been yet.
1: So. Oh, I see. Okay. But,
2: but we've been watching lots of videos, and we were watching one last night, like travel videos, mm-hmm. the sights, the sea, and the food, and everything. And um, in one of the videos, they mentioned that the cannoli was brought to Sicily by the Arabs back around the 9th
1: century. That's very possible, because the Arabs were all over there, but also the, uh, the Norsemen, of all people, they controlled Sicily for a while, and the Greeks... And the Romans, everybody was in and out of uh, Sicily. It seemed right. like, yeah,
2: but, but it's amazing. I'm, I'm just—I uh, was blown away by that. That the cannolis, which are pretty common, mm-hmm. at least around here, and and I guess in Sicily, but uh, that the Arabs would have brought them too, as well as eggplant.
1: <laughs> That's true. All of that is true. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, you know, uh, that is not well known, uh, and I'm not sure what it means, but it makes the cuisine very different from what you might expect. Yeah, I,
2: I can't wait.
1: <laughs> Why so not? we
2: will be calling you when we get back. With okay. On well, the we'll, swap award, r-
1: muffalata. <laughs> we'll swap reports because we are going, my wife and I, are going to uh, Venice. Not the, not at the end of the Mississippi River, but the Venice in uh, in, uh uh, right off the coast of of uh, oh, Italy, yeah. yeah.
2: You should go to Harry's Bar if you have a chance.
1: I have been there, and I ate yeah, his I his his most famous uh, dish was um, oh, what do they call that? It anyway, what, what it quit is. With inc- ink? No, no. I, I know they have that, but their famous dish is capellini. No, that's not it. It's something like that. Anyway, what it is is very thin sliced uh, USDA pro well, the equivalent of USDA prime pounded out and so thin that you can practically see through it, and they serve it cold as an appetizer. Uh, and it's they're, they're famous for that over at Harry's. Harry's oh. American Bar, which is really as Italian a place as you could imagine. I
2: know. I think that's Carpaccio, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Carpaccio. Thank you. That's exactly the, the name of it, Carpaccio.
2: Now, I had their other famous dish, the squid ink something or other, uh-huh. and... Couldn't quite get uh, excited
1: about it. <laughs> well, you know, there's one great advantage to using squid ink in anything, and and that is if you're trying to get a pasta that's a little bit different. Is you know they'll make spinach pasta and you know all kinds of variations on the theme. But when you get the squid ink in there, first of all, the pasta turns black. And then but, the second thing that happens is that it tastes great, and it's it's seafoody, but not in a strong kind of way. It's very much worth getting, I think. But, well, if
2: I had been blindfolded, I might have enjoyed it more. Just eating okay. it black seemed kind of weird. You know?
1: <laughs> well, you know, uh, there are a lot of strange things that a lot of people eat, but they uh, they tend to be better than what you and I eat because they're willing to actually give things a try. For example, yesterday... I had some, um, uh, 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 the, the stomach of uh, cows. Uh, tripe, thank you. I couldn't remember the name for it. Uh, tripe, I had tripe stew, and this is from the, the lady who runs the Crescent City Steakhouse. She is uh, Croatian all the way. She's a native of Croatia and heavily involved in the restaurant. She's always there. And anyway, she, she whenever I go there, she always gives me a little tripe stew, and it's delicious. And I wow. had it yesterday.
2: I ate tripe by mistake one time thinking yeah? it was ravioli.
1: Mm. Oh, boy, that's uh, an interesting mistake to make. I don't, I'm trying to figure out how that was accomplished. but
2: Well, it, that's what it looked like on the serving plan. And, oh, it could
1: be. The yeah. Servers
2: did the servers didn't speak English, so I was ah. in Angola, Africa, and I, I just pointed at it, and they, mm. they spooned it onto my plate. And so when I started eating yeah. it, I realized it wasn't ravioli.
1: <laughs> well, you could do worse than that. It's not that strong a taste, really. It's a subtle taste.
2: Anyhow, right. I'll be calling you back when well, I uh, return from uh, from Sicily with a report.
1: I uh, can't wait to hear it. You're always welcome. This is The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. And it's fun to be here with you talking about eating and restaurants and cooking and wine and all that. Let me update you on a couple of uh, special programs that we are uh, coming up on. Uh, A week from this past Monday, in other words, the 11th, our program will originate from the uh, Roosevelt Hotel. Uh, We will be in the Blue Room And what we will be doing there is something that they do every Tuesday. Well, wait a minute. No, it's every Monday. Every Monday at the Roosevelt uh, in uh, I think they do it in the in the uh, Fountain Lounge. Uh, But I think it may be in any space where they serve food uh, all the time. They have a hamburger. Oh, excuse me. That's a different day. The uh, they have fried chicken day on Monday and it involves a chef who has been working at the Roosevelt for uh, a long, long time, and his uh, fried chicken is legendary. It's really good, and people line up to get this. And it's—I uh, don't know if we're going to have people in line to do it while we're on the air, but uh, I think they will be offering it, and it'll be a chance to do it. So, uh, anyway, we'll be on at our usual time at uh, at three o'clock in the afternoon till five. But if you want to come by and say hello and uh, sit at my table, or I'll sit at your table, one or the other, and uh, we can talk about uh, life and eating and all of those things uh, in person. Or you can get your own table and see if you can avoid me completely, which you probably can. And uh, it should be a fun evening. And in addition to uh, all of the fried chicken, we'll also be talking about uh, something that they are doing over there that's kind of hard to believe, but they have reinvented the Sazerac cocktail. And what they've done is begin making it with this special kind of uh, of rye whiskey. Uh, the classic recipe for a Sazerac inv- involves not uh, bourbon, but rye. And uh, so that's what they're doing. But they found a particular kind of rye that is only made in very tiny amounts, and it's extremely expensive. As a matter of fact, if you want one of these, uh, it will cost you $125 to get that cocktail. I have decided... That because they have been uh, so great in hosting our show, we have uh, done uh, quite a few of them from the Roosevelt Hotel this year, and we're going to keep on doing them to, uh, until we play a whole year out there celebrating their 125th anniversary. Uh, anyway, we are, gonna be there and, uh, and we are going to be there, and we are going to—I'm going to have to decide once and for all whether I'm going to buy this $125 cocktail— Which you got to agree. I mean, this will stop you in your path. Uh, And I, I think I'm leaning towards getting it. Now, the only thing I need to do is keep my wife from hearing about it that I've bought a cocktail for $125. But you know, I'm going to think about it and see what I come up with. I'm uh, have been getting some advice from uh, Jack Benny. (laughs) <laughs> it, oh, yeah, yeah, we can't get it from him. Maybe anymore. they'll give
3: you a deal, sell it to you may, for 124 dollars one hundred twenty four ninety nine. Yeah,
1: yeah, you never know. So uh, that's what's going to go on that, that evening. That's on the 11th, so that's next week on Monday. And uh, the best thing that could happen to you is to go in there and get that fried chicken. It really is something. That the The chef there, we're going to meet him in person and find out what he does. Maybe we can get a recipe from him. It's always possible. I uh, hope you will be with us for that, as we uh, go through the Lenten season. We're also thinking about seafood, so I'm asking you, as we did sort of halfway a few minutes ago, uh, uh, what is your, what are your, what is your favorite uh, seafood? Is basically it, but I'm I'm looking at it from another point of view here, and that is uh, the fried chicken. Uh, that they do out there uh, every, every uh, Monday, we're going to be having that. But at the same time, we'll be tasting. Oh, I don't, th- I don't think they'll serve you just a taste. I think you have to buy the whole thing, the $125 Sazerac. By the way, if you like Sazeracs or you've never had one before, uh, while we're there, you can get one that isn't going to cost you $125. It's going to cost you whatever their regular price is, which is the going price for cocktails these days. Uh, they certainly do a great job of it over there. Anyway, that's on the uh, on the 11th at the Roosevelt Hotel. Hope to see you there. We've had a lot of fun at those broadcasts there, so uh, join us sometime. I always get a special table, see who shows up and hangs out with me. Uh, who, if if anybody does, 260-6368. Oh, and I,
3: while we are waiting for that telephone yeah, to uh, it, I mean, not I only ever? is it Ash Wednesday today, yeah. but it is also National Dentists' Day today. Is it? Yeah, more pain mm. for you, huh? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I, well, sp- we're, I we're not some... done here. No, no, I can't not imagine. Not
3: done here. It's no. National Dress Day, so it's a good dress good day? idea if you feel down, go out and buy a dress.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, you know, wondering what you were insinuating, uh, you know. And we got one more, food-related,
3: one more food-related. It is National White Chocolate Cheesecake
1: Day. Uh, You know, uh, of all the things that are done with white chocolate, most of which are abortions, if you ask me, uh, these are uh, uh, doing things like that. Uh, A a cheesecake with, with white chocolate is actually not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah so uh, and it's actually pretty easy to make too. Uh, much harder to uh, not, not harder but uh, easier to do than uh, the, the standard kind. really yeah. Uh,
3: one more. Yeah got one more. National Oreo Cookie day.
1: Ah now so let's break out the milk. Yeah yeah the, there's a uh, there's a piece of information that you need to know. This was unearthed by an article in Esquire magazine about 30, 40 years ago. I remember. Uh, I've been subscribing to Esquire for for since I was a kid. <laughs> I figured I'd learn something, but I haven't. Anyhow, um, what were we talking about there? I, I, uh, Oreos, yeah. They, they did an article about Oreos, and uh, the assignment from the editor appears to have been, okay, what is this elaborate uh, uh, drawing, sort of, that is on the Oreo cookie. And it makes all these unlikely swirls and stuff. It looks like m- more sculpture than you would expect from a, a cookie. And, and they made a reference to the fact that this is, you know, the original, but the, the, the PR people had to stop them and say, uh, actually, that's not true. We copied it from Hydrox. Do you remember Hydrox cookies? They were identical to the, uh, to the cookies, uh, to the Oreo cookies. They're almost identical. It's the same idea. And uh, it turns out that that was the original, and Oreo uh, copied it. You can't get Hydrox anymore. I don't think it's being uh, made or being distributed. But uh, I bet you're glad you knew that, or you do now. This is a, a program in which I ask you to call me on the air with no excuse for doing so, just call. You don't need a topic. You don't need a question. You don't need anything. All you need, really, is a mouth and vocal cords. And, uh, you know, that's about it. You know, just uh, you don't need a, a question. You don't need a, a thesis. All we want to do is have a, a conversation with you. I'm you, you know how it is. If you run into a friend at church, maybe, or at uh, in the shopping center. You know, wherever you bump into people. And uh, you'll always just start talking to them. You don't have to have a script. You don't have to have a 10 best list before you start talking to a friend. So uh, I'm just asking you to call right now. And if you don't have anything to say, then I'll throw a couple of things at you and get your take on it. You mind? Please play, play this game with me, would you? It makes for a much better program and uh, and uh, we, we need more of that, so uh, call us, 260-6368. Who is this, Steve? It must be Steve. Steve, welcome to the food show. It's me. Welcome.
4: Uh, Oreos are by far my least favorite cookie. Yeah? Yeah, I dislike
1: Oreos. What do you dislike so much about them? I just
4: don't like that, ch- that chocolate of them, the... I just, you know, I don't know. It's just not a yeah. good to me. If you came over and said, "Here, let's got let's eat some cookies," and you had Oreos, I'd say, "No, thank mm.
1: you." Mm.
4: You know, and I like cookies.
1: Yeah,
4: I just yeah. like I said, I just don't like Oreos.
1: Uh, you know, uh, I, it, this is funny that you should say this because I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. Uh, uh, my standard cookie at my house, uh, until I run out of them, are those uh, kind of. A, German style uh, cinnamony uh, cookie that you get on Delta Airlines. But the only uh, other place where you see them. I and, don't know what that is. Yeah, well, anyhow, so uh, uh, yeah, there's a name for them, uh, but it's not coming to me right now. But Are you it, talking about ginger snaps? Gin, no, they're not ginger snaps. They're okay. they're really a distinctive flavor. Uh, but yeah. uh, I, that's one of my uh, standard cookies that I have hanging around the house all the time. And the other one is uh, is graham crackers. I actually like graham crackers. I don't mind
4: I, graham crackers. I love a good oatmeal cookie. There you go. Uh, well, that, that to me, is the best, a real good oatmeal cookie. Um, mm-hmm. so, you
1: well, know. That would apply exactly to what I was leading up to there, and that is, uh, okay, you've got the Oreo, and I've also got my... My very down-to-earth graham cracker, and you've got your uh, oatmeal oatmeal crackers, and these are kind of like low-end kind of cookies, and and here you have this overly rich and chocolatey and uh, thick and very 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 full of calories. And and, and uh, uh, by the way, the name of the cookies I was trying to remember I was Biscoff, uh, which stands for um, uh, 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 biscuits for coffee. That's that's where that name comes okay. from. Okay. So anyway, uh, now, now that we've uh, wasted time with that, but uh, actually I'm glad we, we could say it. The, but uh, here you Coconut have... Coconut
4: macaroons are another co- fantastic ah,
1: cookie. Yeah, I agree with that too. But that's
4: pretty high end. That's getting a little more high end than what we, you know, we've been talking about. Store-bought mm-hmm. bag of cookies, basically. Yeah. Uh, the Walmart over here on 190 makes an, a very good oatmeal cookie that you can get in their, yeah? their deli. Yeah, mm. it's a very good oatmeal cookie.
1: What, that huge, huge store there on, on the North Shore?
4: No, the one over on...
1: Um, Causeway, isn't
4: it? We, uh, well, it's on uh, East Causeway approach at 190 over oh, there. Okay. In that little,
1: oh, yeah, all the, right. The Walmart
4: yeah. neighborhood store. Yeah,
1: I, I know where you're talking about now. Yeah.
4: yeah. that's they make they have a absolutely excellent oatmeal cookie mm. in their bakery section.
1: Wow. Well, so, and
4: uh, you know what I'm doing for Lent?
1: Uh you are uh let's see, you're going to write in Greek the uh No. No, that's not it? No. I'm <laughs> what is I'm it? Just,
4: I'm just giving up.
1: that's too bad Uh, but thank you for calling as always and and we have gotten to the end of this uh, hour we'll be back with another hour of the food show during which I'm really hoping you are going to call so uh, get get something ready in your mind or not as you wish it and we will have a great uh, time talking about something or other Once we get back from the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System here on 105.3 FM,
0: HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.